0: that was fun oh yeah what a game
1: i mean just uh a real roller coaster um but just just really
2: satisfying (laughs) um just the way that the game went i mean a lot of the things we've been wanting to see for years you know we saw in this one game like you never want to see a bunch of mistakes and turnovers and penalties, but but those things happen. It's college football. It's early in the season. You're going to have that. But just the resilience, the fight, uh, the physicality, the offensive line was great. Um, and, you know, it was like those a little bit of those old – Miami teams where you make mistakes, you make turnovers, and then you're able to make up for them with just explosive plays, right? And it's like we weren't—I I don't think we knew for sure if we had that ability or not, um, but we clearly do. And it's—it's it's just great to see. And it was also—it wasn't like necessarily new guys who who we didn't, you know, who we just brought in and they added this element. It was really guys who had been here, guys who had been working, who had some ability, and then seemed to be finally taking that next step um, and becoming real playmakers. So just a super encouraging performance. I thought it was a great game.
1: Um, Pretty, I mean, the teams were, you know, it was
2: it was it was it was a big boy game i mean there was like a lot of pounding a lot of physicality a lot of big hits tackles um just a really really great college football game
0: yeah, it was. I felt, you know, like you said, we got off to a little bit of a rocky start. It was a lot of mistakes, but I think obviously it was noticeable different from not just. I mean, obviously it's easy to point back to last year, but even years before that, where um, we'd spent the whole game trying to get back off the mat. In this case, you know, the resiliency was tested. the The opening sequence was was bad and ended with that block punt and a touchdown for for them, and then you know fight back into the game cut it to 10-7 get a stop kind of all the the momentum's on our side and then fumble the punt and you know it's like a reset down 10 again and just kept coming that the other the other thing um um is just i i was going into the game I felt confident and even as that opening few sequences unfolded you know they were we're down 10 nothing in 17-7 I felt it was pretty obvious we were the better team just watching it. And so it was kind of like, if we just cut the mistakes out, we're going to kill them. And eventually that came true because, you know, they can, you know, have all the five stars they want. They were less athletic, less physical, less tough. Um, And we know what Mario Cristobal likes to bring to the table. We know it's going to take time for the entire roster to get there, but. You know, this is this is when he talks about being tougher and being stronger. It's mental and physical toughness, and that was on display. And and you know, took a few punches, but came back with stronger ones. And and really, that end a half sequence was so jarring in relation to years past because seventeen fourteen made the stop, correctly used timeouts to preserve the time, ran an efficient two minute drill. And scored the touchdown to take the lead into the half. Like there's about four or five things in that sequence that wouldn't have happened. You know, the last few years that you saw there, it was just a lot of encouraging stuff. But I think overall, just the mentality and the belief of the team. I mean, clearly tougher. And I know you know from an a and m perspective, they're thinking they missed a lot of tackles, but we were strong with the football. Our receivers ran through tackles, and we out toughed them. Um, took their will, essentially, and and really just physically imposed ourselves on them until they caved in.
1: Yeah, I, I agree a little bit. I, I, I saw it a little differently than that. Like, I don't think the game was
2: even as one-sided as the score. I mean, obviously, both teams got effectively... We got a special teams touchdown. They got,
1: they got 2, I guess, effectively. Um. But, but I thought, like, you know, they,
2: yes, they missed some tackles and stuff, but I think. I, I thought what was great about the game was it really felt like both teams were going at each other. Like, when you think about. The way the game flowed, um. It felt like we were hanging on for dear life just to stay in the game and then like you said all of a sudden it,
1: it, it was
2: there was, it felt like there were 10 games within the game you know at first we're down and it felt hopeless because you know we went three and out pump block the then uh the next possession, another three and out. They drive for a field goal, and frankly, that field goal drive probably could have ended in a touchdown. Um, they had a couple couple times when they drove down and kind of completely mismanaged the game, and that that's you know that's on them, right? But like those are things that you wouldn't necessarily expect to happen, like fourth and one and calling a timeout and jumping off the you know, false starting, like stuff that they did later in the game, but that it was down 10 nothing with the ball we get a first down it comes back on a penalty and it's like we can't even get a first down (laughs) like nothing is going our way we finally do something comes back on a penalty and then it was crazy like you know the little pass to george that picked up the first down and then follow that up with the big play to restrepo and it just like i don't know what it felt like in the stadium but it just felt like okay we're good now, like now it just seemed to loosen things up, got the team righted, and then we you know we we took it from there down the field, like Parrish had a good run inside the five, we finished the drive with the like you know past Colby Young on the like Gaddis will Mallory special, where they dragged the guy under the formation it worked perfectly um and the and the game was on, but then you know we had the punt muff. And it sort of swung back again and then there was like the horton play like where was that guy right (laughs) that guy's like barely done anything his entire career all of a sudden makes this huge play um just brilliant like just it was just great to see like that kind of stuff like when it felt like we needed something somebody stepped up i mean obviously van dyke was in the center of it all and dawson Did a really good job finding ways to attack them. But it never I I don't know, I never felt comfortable in that game because they they kept coming back too. I mean, um they even when they were down in the second half, they kept coming, they had the ball with with a chance to take the lead, and then Jaden Davis made that huge hit, like old school Miami, like crushing blow to force a fumble um and that sort of righted us back again so it wasn't like they were still in the game and they were still coming at us i think it took a lot for us to hold them off um which is good i mean that's what you like like mental toughness character and having that belief are are really important i'm not sure we were physically the better team than them. i mean their defensive line was just just really good, especially against the run. Like, it felt like it was really hard to get anywhere on those guys, but they were a little sloppy in the back end. I mean, they have that one safety who, who kills people and is in on every play, but like their corners were bad, making penalties, getting obviously getting blown by. So they they looked, it, I was impressed by, despite our, the mistakes we made and some of the penalties, like we didn't look sloppy overall. We had some sloppy plays, but generally it felt like we were like a well-oiled machine when you take into account it's you know the second week of september so um just complete 180 when you think about where we were last year and total it felt like the team was doing incompetent stuff in terms of penalties and decision making and um how many games did we have where we had like hundreds of yards and penalties and we didn't have any plays to make up for it so it it was nice to be on the side where it felt like everything was put together everybody was confident that there was a plan and that something good was going to happen and that i think is what carried the day i mean even if you look at like the stat sheet or anything the game wasn't totally one-sided by any means and it didn't feel that way to me like i know their quarterback
1: played pretty well kept them in the game um but we just made a few more plays than they did
0: so so first of all i think that i think the penalty that got called like called back the first down at the beginning of the game that was the second drive when it was seven nothing that was where um Parrish. Frankly, got the first down on second down. They called him a yard short or half yard short. We tried to quick snap and got called for holding. Um and so then it was 10 nothing. the next drive. We kinda went that's when we through the uh the screen to or the 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 pass out to George that got the first first down, then it kind of took off. But so the reason the reason I was I was kind of confident the whole time, um and I was not nervous, is I saw nothing that made me think they were better than us at all throughout the game. I know you mentioned they were good against the runs because they loaded up on the run. Like those two, and it is refreshing that we finally punished someone for doing something like that, but they had seven guys in the box against us with, with, you know, out of the shotgun with the one back. It's hard to run on that. Um, But what that does do is leave your, your corners isolated and we saw how well that that worked out for them. Um, so to me, they were picking their poison because, you know, had they put someone else back into pass coverage, it would have opened the running game up for us because they didn't really get to Van Dyke. He had all day, like all those long throws. He was just, you know, chilling in the pocket. Um, and, you know, after it was 17 to 7, it was it was 41 to 16 the rest of the game. Like it was dominated. It was one sided. And. Um, I, I just, I never, never even when it was thirty one twenty six I didn't really feel like they were going to go down and score. And if they did, I feel like we would just come right back and score. Cause I, when we didn't on the drives, we didn't score. It was either a penalty or, you know, we did have some drops early in the game. The first drive of the game, I mean, right before the punk up lot it hit Restrepo for the first time. He dropped the ball. um So I never felt like they could really cover us. And i never felt like they could really rush van dyke out so to me that like that just made the uh it it um it made made the game a little bit to me like like i always felt like we were in control even when they tightened the score up a little even when we were down i mean you know i was texting people uh, needless to say our fans uh had a little panic <laughs> and i was actually as we were talking i was reading back the text to see if i'm uh um you know, retroactively having confidence that I didn't have when I was there, but like these are something, I was like, "We're so much better than them. if we cut the mistakes out, we'll kill them." This is when we're losing, and then then afterwards, after the uh, the George Mumble, I said, "We've got this, don't worry." <laughs> so I don't, I, I just I felt like we were we were the better team going in, and then as the game unfolded, like again, I, it's not that they're a bad team or anything. I just, I don't know. I just. I felt in control that whole time. Like, I didn't get nervous when they cut to 3126. I thought we'd just make another play, and we did. As you mentioned, it was Jaden Davis forcing the fumble, but that was also, you know, a critical third down stop either way. Even if the guys in not fumble, they're hunting. And, and one thing that was very good to see was the quality of tackling. We didn't miss many tackles. But the other thing, I mean, we did make a ton of penalties, and you know, double them up more, more than double them up on penalty yards. We just overcame it. And I will say, you know, you could. it was, it was pretty obvious that there were SEC refs. Because there was some horse crap going on to the, I mean, just place where they were blatantly holding and then calling penalties on us. And it it was, it was, it was not a, uh, an, an evenly ref game. It obviously didn't matter in the end, but. I do think that did help A and M stay in the game a bit. Even that the drive they fumbled on, there was, you know, a third down play that they converted where I mean, they basically tackled I forget who it was. It might have been it might have been Bain, but we had a, a defensive end come free and, and just get hauled down from behind. Actually the player got injured doing it. Didn't call holding. That allowed yeah, to that throw was, out. That one was there, there's a there's a few of those. And, and that, look, I know that happens both ways all games. So we're obviously like just looking at the Miami side of things, but I would say, you know, things to clean up slash things that kept them in the game, let's just take away, like, any kind of biased whatever out of that. I mean, gave them double the yardage on penalties is bad. And that did keep them in the game. Lots. And that's goes back to my original point. I felt like if, if we just kept it clean, we could take that game to them and take it from them. And, and eventually we did and made enough plays. But, like, stuff like the penalties, the early mistakes, kind of kept them in the game a little bit. Um, critical penalties, like you mentioned, that... Second drive, you know, we run for the first down. That was a good call. It was blatantly holding. Mawagoa just grabbed the dude to seal the end. Like that was holding. Um, but that killed the drive, right? And that did allow them to kind of get that foothold. And then it seems like every time, you know, we could have really put eventually we did put the game away, obviously, and one and in one by 15. But, you know, I feel like those penalties did keep them in the game a little bit more so than like, you know, it being as back and forth. If you go look at their their drives you know after after seven fourteen of the first seventeen points they had were were kind of gifted to them by our special teams um it was it was a lot of you could point to huge mistakes we made penalty wise that extended them when you look at you know what caused us to punt a lot of it was our own penalties so um yeah i i just i felt we were the better team. Coming in, I felt as the game, you know, unfolded, um, I felt like that was coming true on the field. And, you know, there was a point kind of in the second quarter, I was like, if we lose this game, unless, I was like, unless like they turn it on or something and like A&M has another gear, which obviously they didn't. So this is going to be a really disappointing one because, you know, it's just another one where you're like, we should have won that game. And instead, we obviously, we had it. we had several more gears. We were able to take it up. The other thing um, that that um I don't know what's playing into my mental state probably is just like obviously we 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 lived in College Station for quite a while and I they've never been good. <laughs> it's like or I should say I should say they've never been great. They've never been what well, everyone keeps telling us they are now, right? And it's just like I don't know like we're Miami. I know it's stupid cuz we haven't been good in 20 years. Like we're Miami. Like they're not going to come in here and beat us. Who the hell are they? That that school. That school doesn't do things like that. And so I don't know. I just like I think in the back of my head I was like they are going to lose to that school. What are we talking about? We're Miami. And obviously we've lost to Middle Tennessee and FIU in the recent history, so it doesn't make any sense, but I just I don't know. In the back of my head I'm like Texas A&M is a history of like when they get punched in the mouth and you start taking it to them, they will cave. That's what that school is like. They don't win the big games and win championships and like go win these tough battles. And so in the back, I think that also gave me confidence. Like that school, we're we're not gonna have trouble with that school again. It was kind of irrational given the caliber of teams we've taken losses to and sometimes bad losses too. But I don't know. It was. The guy, I think I had a healthy lack of respect for that program too, which is probably weighing into my mentality a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I know what you mean, but I don't. You know, it's hard to ascribe like history. And maybe maybe the fan bases
0: feel that way, but obviously, like what they were
2: in the past doesn't necessarily. Oh, no, it had nothing to, to do
0: with what transpired on the now. field. I'm just talking about like why I was not nervous. Like as a like yeah. which I well, readily admit was I irrational.
2: Think the reason, one of the reasons not to be nervous is, you know, it's a it's Jimbo Fisher and he's flailing. This is not the Jimbo Fisher of ten years ago that was, you know, at or near the top of the sport. This he's just kinda like lost his
1: touch and um they uh like they, there's just this, Yeah, you know, they just lack an edge.
2: Um, and they lack kind of, like, both a physical edge and a mental edge. Like, I thought, you know, a great example is, like, James Williams was an animal in that game, like, for better or worse. Like, mostly for better, but he, like, if you, just, it seemed like every other play he was about to decapitate somebody (laughs) like just he was so physical he was coming up and just ending plays tackling like delivering big blows and it clearly affected evan stewart um on a m like particularly in the second half like he wanted no part of of that and i think James knocked him knocked him down a couple times on even on receptions and and he just like you could tell like they just weren't they don't have that kind of dogish like edge to them and like i think it in some in some cases you can be yeah that could be like an innate trait but sometimes it's just like kind of a just a cultural char- characteristic and and James Williams is a perfect example of that because If you look at him last year and the year before, he wasn't like that. He was like kind of all bark and no bite type. Like he'd only hit guys late. He wasn't like really in there, like mixing it up in the right way in the clean, in the, in the, in in a kind of good, clean, hard hitting football. And I think like he's evolved a lot under the tutelage of the new staff and just kind of maybe buying in a little bit more to what, you know, Mario Cristobal is preaching, like doing the work, being prepared. Come into play, and like he was just to me like a really good example. Like the guy is super talented. I mean, he's he's a total freaking nature. You see him out there just towering over everybody, and like you know, if he starts putting that to good use, it's you know he's one of the best players in the country. So his his evolution, I thought, kind of jumped off the screen when I was watching, and kind of encapsulated the difference in this team was like. We're not going to lose these games. We're not going to let ourselves lose. We're going to be tougher. We're going to be, we're going to play four quarters. It's a long game. And, you know, we're not just relying on our talent. We're relying on our toughness and belief that we're going to win and be successful. And that's not something that Texas A&M has under Jimbo Fisher. And I think that's their biggest problem. Like, they've clearly got talent. Like, they're, those two running backs they have are awesome. Like, Three, those three running backs, like Daniel Smith and Owens, like those guys are awesome. And every time they touch the ball, you're sort of wondering if they were gonna, um, you know, do some real damage. And they had their moments, but a couple of largest chunk plays, but we mostly kept them in check. Their receivers are beasts. Their defensive line is massive um, and talented, and and they they're so physically gifted, like you can see why you know they keep getting these like high recruiting rate ratings. But they still play. They're like they're like those NBA teams
1: where you like put together
2: a bunch of superstars and they totally just suck, right? Like they'll they'll make big plays and they'll kind of like you know Kyrie will put up thirty. Kyrie Irving's inevitably on on those teams. <laughs> He'll put up 35-40 and they'll lose. Like it's they're they're like that you know they just don't have that cultural um bond that you need and i think after last season it wasn't clear that we had that either like that that what mario was preaching was not resonating last year and whether that clearly that had something to do with like too many voices or dissenting voices or not having buy-in on the coaching staff and you know on the roster as well and it's pretty amazing that he and I think we talked about this earlier this season, was like, yeah, the coaching changes were real. And he really like, I think reflected on what happened and was like, that was wrong. Like, I hear the mistakes I made, I'm gonna correct them. And he just brought in guys that are like good coaches, they're smart, they're hardworking, and they're tough minded and they're aggressive. They're super aggressive, right? Like one thing you notice about both—you couldn't see it as much in the Miami of Ohio game, but you could see it in this game—was like Guidry's bringing it. You, you get to third down, like somebody's coming from somewhere, or at least you you think they are, and you start seeing ghosts, like. To Corey Couch is in the backfield. Like it like feels like on 50% of snaps. I mean that's an exaggeration, but like every time you look up, the guy is blitzing or Davis is blitzing. Somebody's coming, all the time. And like we're we're bringing the fight to the other team. We tackle. Like if you catch the ball, we're on you. We're gonna tackle. You're not gonna like run through us. And Dawson too on offense. Like he's he's over there scheming to score and to make big plays and to and to find your weakness and exploit it. Like, they're just both attack-minded and aggressive, and I think that really is consistent with the overall culture of, like, physicality, toughness, and dominance that, you know, having that aggressive mindset that Mario wants to build. And so it's all come together. Like, the talent is still, I thought, was, you know, much improved from last year, um probably still you know still needs some some work in in some areas but it's, co- it's coming along like that that doesn't mean like we don't have a talented enough team to be great it's you know and if that's not this year maybe it's next honestly like guys are getting better i think that's the key thing that is the biggest difference is like guys who Guys are better than they were last year. And I can't remember the last time you'd say that about pretty much anyone in the program. Even Corey Flagg was out there like busting people up and like, you know, make, making plays. And he's always been like kind of a solid, like plotting type of player, but he looked, he just looks like more short footed, more aggressive, more certain. Like that's what you need to see. Like, you know, not back in the day on our great teams, like. Dan Morgan didn't walk in and, and just own the place. He had to work hard and improve. And, you know, by the time he was junior, senior, he's like this awesome player. Like, that's, that's what we got to get back to. Yeah, he was a fullback, right? Like, that's, like, that's like the improvement of the players. It's not the young guys. It's not even the transfers. Although Matt Lee and Cohen are like just making an unimaginably huge impact on the team. And, and just go
0: the, the freshman like that. That three-player upgrade on the offensive line is very noticeable.
2: Yeah, the line was spectacular.
0: I mean, despite the, you
2: know, obviously Francis
1: is still learning
2: how to play and he's grabbing and he's holding, but like they were they were so good against that line. You can't even you, you can't praise them enough for how well they played. So. I think like the, the to me the the biggest positive coming out of this game was you can see the impact like if he's he's actually like he wants to build this the right way, and it, this is a like first time you can really see, wow, this might work, you know, like this is, like, yeah, of course he's like recruiting awesome players and stuff, but it's it's more than that because like a and m's the example, right? like. They recruit awesome guys every year. They have, like, man, their greatest recruiting class of all time two years ago. They're in the top five every year. Doesn't translate to winning football if you don't have the right mentality and the development, and, you know, he's going to combine that with elite talent, and, I mean, now you're talking, right?
1: If you put all that together, it's, like, that's where – that's when you can get to the promised land.
0: Yeah, and – and I think, frankly, you know, she had to run off some coaches and some um, players to get there because you kind of mentioned the staff chemistry being all screwed up last year. And, and, you know, that feeds down to the players and a lot of the players that left, you know, they had to go because they weren't bought in. And, you know, even if you don't, it's you can bench guys like that, but they're still in the locker room. They're still impacting the team. Team dynamic and not that everyone that, you know, transferred was a bad egg or anything. Certainly not the case, but, you know, we did have to make major personnel changes, bring in a lot of new players that. You know, and we, we kind of talked about one of the main reasons we had to hire. Mario Cristobal was the culture was rotten here. Um, and frankly. That rotten culture attracted some of the players that were here and that's what they. You know, if you we, we talked about this quite a bit last year, especially as the season kind of unraveled. But um if you signed up to pay, play in Manny Diaz's country club, and you end up in, in in Mario Cristobal's penitentiary, you know that's a culture shock. And frankly, a lot of a lot of those players just weren't cut out for it. weren't going to buy into it. It's not what they signed up for, and you know they were negatively impacting the team simply with their presence. So. I think the, those changes, you know, that, that did take a little bit of, you know, you can you can all say the right things in practice, but actually like playing a season and saying, This guy's gotta go, you know, that's got that guy's gotta go. These are the changes we need to make on the coaching staff and on the player level. I mean in and, and you yeah. know, that learning from mistakes thing, we didn't make several in this game, is is gonna be critical, right? And it's something we didn't do last year. I mean, and I feel bad for him, but you know Jalen Knight on SMU had a huge fumble this week against Oklahoma and it's just like you know we lost games last year because of that, and so, some some players just aren't gonna be able to get it, and you gotta move on. I think we did a did a lot of that um in the off season with new coaches and a lot of new players and and, I mean, you can see that th- there's not all the depth there you'd want yet, obviously, um, and you can see that by just, you know, the uh, the commentators were kind of joking about how, you know, Brashard Smith runs the kickoff back, he immediately has to go line up on kick coverage. That's because Mario only trusts some of these guys right now, and I think it's pretty obvious that he's going to put his best guys out there on special teams, too. A lot of questions about why, you know, Restrepo is running back punts for two reasons. One, he, I mean, he's sure-handed, but he doesn't seem to, uh, you know, necessarily, um, you know, break those open. But he's also one of the best receivers on the team. He was injured last year. Can put someone else back there? and You know, J- obviously, Jacoby George fumbled upon in this game. But, you know, Mark's like, nope, that's, that's the guy I want out there. He's just going to play more snaps. And I think... We're still not at the point where we have all that depth where, yeah, you can, you know, designate one guy just to punt returns and, and be comfortable with it. But, you know, he's getting there. He's building in that direction and, and that toughness mentally and physically is part of it. Um, The other thing is the game opened with, um, with, um. <laughs> on the opening kickoff with the uh, 12th man for, for A&M, you know, making the tackle and you know them talking up what a great tradition it is um so obviously on the on the Smith uh kickoff return for a touchdown um uh it was you know great block by Restrepo on the on the kicker to like to, to, to for the final block but the reason that play opened is cuz Ra- Raul Aguirre um blocked the 12th man out of the way with one arm <laughs> um, which you Know maybe don't have a walk on running down my kickoffs. So I know it's tradition, but uh, uh, and that was the point of attack. And he actually was the, that's why the lane opened up initially. And then obviously Restrepo knocked the kicker out of the way, and, and no one really got near Burchard. But um, that was that was probably the biggest play of the game because they cut it to one and just to immediately um, you know, go back and push the lead back out, I think was was, was probably the biggest play of the game at that point. Um, and certain kind of at that point, I, they never got really, they got within five at one point, but it was kind of felt more in control. And, and and so, you know, they did a lot of talking of how awesome it was. He made the tackle in the <laughs> opening play of the game, but, uh, you know, there's a downside to having a walk on, on, on kick coverage and yeah, I, I get it. it just, just really just kind of like Reached out with one arm and pull, pushed him out of the way and knocked him on his ass. But it was, it's it's right at the point of attack. If you don't see it, if you look at the replay, it's it is it is impressive strength. And I think you know our off-season conditioning program and strength and conditioning program. I think really is paying off this year because we do look tougher. Um, obviously, like you know, I do the show with Larry and so He was out on the field before the game. And and to your point, these are five-star recruits on AM and. You know he's like they're big they're big dudes um but we we match that physically and frankly on on that, on the on the perimeters we overmatched them physically, just running through tackles left and right, so you know all those things that were you know hoping to see Mario laying the foundation, we kind of saw a lot of that happening on on Saturday
1: yeah Totally did. I and I agree that kickoff
2: return was just massive because and again that was following their kind of self inflicted screw up where the know, we were they on like the six or something, fourth and goal and they were gonna go for it and ball started kick the field goal, run the kickoff back and all of a sudden you might we might have been looking at being down by three or whatever and now back up. Um Eight with the momentum on our side, which is absolutely huge. Um, but yeah, we'll have to
1: see what the what the team does to to build on this. Like, um, this has to be satisfying to a lot of people. But Texas A and M,
2: while talented, is still you know they were five and seventeen last year, so maybe they're s- supposed to be better than. Than that, but and and and, and you, you let's touched, not oversell this win. Yeah, and, and you <laughs> touched on not this, be that
0: good. You touched on this earlier. I mean, this is this is year six of that. That program is broken and mentally and everything. And so you know, as much as like I I loved how I felt we control the game, we were behind and we felt tougher than them, and we felt men certainly mentally stronger, like. I mean, I think a stiff breeze knocks them over at this point. And so to your point, let's not, we didn't just go beat Georgia and Athens or something here. This was this was a barely ranked team coming off a five and seven season that is in year six of a coach that is failing. And, you know, it's a lot of high profile players that, I mean, you got a question, Rohif. Uh, mm-hmm. What would what would um what would convince a five star player to go live in College Station like that right I mean there's something broken there in the first place um and I'm not talking about like some of the local I'm talking about like people like Shamar Stewart like you went from Miami to College Station to go play football um uh, something else is at play there right a lot of it's obviously nil money not that we don't do that too but that that Program in year 6 does not appear to have any sort of. Identity or way that they're ever going to actually, like, you know. I mean, this is, this is going to become the, the butt of all jokes for eternity for the Aggies, but, you know, the, they showed the trophy case when Jimbo showed up. This is where the national championship trophy is going to go. I mean, they're going to try and get bowl eligible, frankly. And, and they might not, if you look at their schedule, it's not, I mean. All evidence after the first 2 weeks of the season is that the SEC is awful. Um, if the ACC had shown up and the 3 best teams they don't, we don't have divisions anymore, but 3 best teams in 1 of the division all lost by double digits like that. People would be making fun of them, obviously for the SEC, they just ignore and pretend it didn't happen because LSU A&M, and Alabama all getting beat by double digits. Is pretty monumental in terms of where that conference is right now. But, but even with that, you know, having to play all those teams, you're going to see a lot more losses for them. So I don't. I agree with you. We're not going to look back. This was good in the moment. It was needed mentally to kind of get that momentum. We talked about this before the season, right? The way the schedule sets up. And we'll obviously talk about Bethune in a second. Uh, you know, you got Bethune, then you got nine days to prep for Temple, then buy. Then you get the conference play with Georgia Tech is kind of a little bit at home is a little bit of a soft start, but, you know, they are major conference teams. So. It's not going to be easy, but, you know, every possibility to go to 5 and 0, if you win this game. And that's why it had such a target on it, but in terms of, I mean, we're going to play 4 or 5 teams that are better than them this year. So, so to your point, it felt good in the moment. It was good to see it's a good confidence builder it sets us up to really you know using a golf term put a high score in the clubhouse for the first half of the year or a low score I guess um and really like post a marker there but then a lot of work to be done and a lot of better teams are going to play so we we definitely shouldn't overreact to you know handling was probably a mediocre maybe barely bowl eligible team
1: yeah i mean it's like last year when they beat us, they probably thought that was a really big quality
2: win and it turned out. We weren't very good and neither were they. So, so who knows? Um, yeah, I, I guess, I lead. guess,
0: I guess, I guess 1 difference is they had already lost to Appalachian state. The yeah, way.
2: exactly. And, and, and. We hadn't looked very good up to that point and through that point and. Pretty much for the rest of the season. Well, I guess so. that,
0: but the other thing there, too, is, again, watching that game last year, like, we blew it. And obviously, when you're the other team, you look at it from their perspective. But, I mean, that that was an awful performance bias. And um, in terms of drop passes, mistakes, you know, obviously the muff punt, inability to finish drives, you know, all these themes that ended up being why we were so bad last year but we outgained them by almost 150 yards last year like if they came out of that game thinking man we're good we kicked their ass yeah. and lost the game anyway is what happened and so you know i think in this case you can certainly make the argument that you know wegman threw for over 300 yards that's not good right there we made a bunch of penalties that's not good i think you know the mistakes a lot of like the the bigger ones in terms of the fumbles and the block panel, I don't think that's gonna that's gonna show up again. To be honest, like I don't think we're gonna have a chronic problem muffing punts. Um, so I'm less worried about that. But like certainly like, look, the pass defense needs to improve. You you can't. I I know that they're a very good team, and actually our point we did a good job of kind of stiffening, and making them earn. You know their points because they got the fourteen points off of the well. We mentioned the blob punt and the and the fumble punt. Um, and uh, and they had nineteen other points. You know, another one of those touchdowns was a fourth down on the goal line towards the end of the game. So, you know, we did a good job, I would say, in the inside the thirty defensively and and you know in the non quick change situations. But they were able to move the ball while throwing. So there's some stuff we need to work on. But you know, I felt like last year's game was just like how did we lose that um and you know i don't think i would say we outplayed them two years in a row and you know we lost
1: one of those games yeah I, I agree although last year i don't think we played you know
2: that well like we had we had it on the stat sheet but watching that game it was like yeah frustrated by drops and penalties but still didn't feel like we were, you know, even capable of kind of doing what we did this week. You know, Tyler Van Dyke throwing five TDs, like spreading, and to to different guys too, spreading things around, like having time to pass, like never feeling panicked, like just making the offense hum like that. Like, it was just, we, we had, I mean,
1: even if you go through last season, Every game, I don't think we had one game where, and that includes even playing like, you know, a a Bethune
2: or, or whatever, like, I don't think we had a game that looked like that. And this was against a real team. Like, maybe they're not, what we've been saying is, they're not like as good as they may think they are or others, you know, kind of the perception is nationally, but we're definitely better than like my know Miami of Ohio, and like you know these other other teams several other teams were gonna end up playing this season, so um, I think I think the fact that we were just able to what did we punt like twice in that game, you know, one was blocked, obviously um, it it just it was just really, really encouraging to see stuff kind of work um, right away, so definitely like some cause for optimism. And there's no, no reason to think like that was a fluke. I mean, hopefully we continue to see the same success. Obviously some of those games in the second half of the schedule are gonna be tough, but um, kind of got like our, our chances against anybody if we can play the way we played
1: this week.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, the schedule, it's, it's not easy, and, again, I think, you know, we've kind of gotten used to some of these, you know, the ACC being a little bit of a maybe not as stiff competition, but based on the evidence this year, you might rather be in the SEC. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, we can we can beat teams playing like this, and I think, you know, the big thing is, we sh- again, we show that resiliency, because I think the one thing... And actually, I don't think it applies to the A&M game last year because we, we kept coming back at them despite repeatedly shooting ourselves in the foot until, like, you know, the drop on the last play of the game, which then they could take a knee. But, I mean, just looking back at that game, we drove all the way down. If you recall, the first, our first, they kicked a field goal, and then our first drive of the game was the one where, you know, it looked like Knighton was going to score, and they tripped him, like, going into the end zone, we had to kick a field goal, muffed the punt, they got a touchdown. We then drove down the field twice and missed field goals. One was blocked, one was missed. Like, I kind of forgot how many <laughs> chances we had to score that game, but then now I'm like, looking back at it for some reason, um, you know, and then the second half, they scored that touchdown the first drive and then didn't move the ball the rest of the game. We kicked two field goals inside the red zone, and couldn't finish drives, and then I totally forgot this happened, but if you recall, we punted. This was in the fourth quarter and downed at the one, but it had an illegal formation, I had to punt again. <laughs> and then they muffed the punt. We didn't recover it. It was just like, it was one of those games. So, uh, but I felt in that game at least, and I think one of the reasons we were encouraged coming out of that game, in addition to kind of outplaying them, is, you know, we did keep coming back. Despite all those mistakes, we kept coming back. Um, but then, you know, the next week after that completely laid an egg against middle Tennessee state couldn't take a punch and really after that was. Anytime things started going wrong, we would, we would cave in, including even the, you know, the 1 win we had after down the road against Virginia tech, where we're up 20 to nothing and almost blew it in the 4th quarter because. Essentially, last year's team when, um when the other team started pushing and started making plays we would just cave in and that was the opposite in this game um we never really let them even when they took the lead get that foothold where they were able to just kind of stack those blocks up on top of each other and that's the type of stuff like you said that'll allow you to win to win games um and so yeah like like i mentioned earlier really the schedule is definitely um softening now um and The next 2 weeks, and then a bye week are are really kind of pushovers, but we got Bethune, um. This week on Thursday, so it's a very short turnaround. Mesidor, Branson, Dean were injured. Obviously, Kim Kitchens had the scary injury, although he appears to be fine. Um, so we're going to be playing a little light. Obviously it doesn't matter against Bethune, but it's about kind of, you know, getting the, getting the team and players kind of ready. Um, there are very few you know, our schedule is kind of all over the place. We open with a Friday game. Obviously, had a big game last weekend. You know, Bethune is kind of your warm-up, you know, for lack of a better word, your preseason game. So, I do think it's important we get the starters out there and to play some significant snaps so that they can work on some things, because, you know, obviously, you're, you're not going to lose a tempo, but that's still a game where, you know, it's a road game. You're not going to necessarily get The luxury of just you know using plays to work on things and stuff but this week you definitely have that so i think the starters need to play a good chunk and and really um you know go get some things done work through some things and then um you know from there it's it's kind of just um from there it's it's you know just obviously i think the backups will get quite a bit of of run as well too so i think this is a good if you're going to get a game on a short week this is a good one to 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 um to have so so i i think this is this will obviously be a comfortable win but what i'm looking to see is just you know play clean hopefully cut down the penalties i know a lot of the calls were borderline and certainly were not you know evenly distributed amongst the teams but you know this is a game where you shouldn't really be making a lot of penalties so i think there's a lot of stuff in this game, that you can still get out of this game even with a short turnaround against kind of an overmatched opponent.
1: Yeah, I think every game is an opportunity and we, we've seen it in the past. Like, I mean, I don't know when the last time we had
2: a really strong team was, but even in these games where you're playing an overmatched opponent, there's kind of a difference between being completely unstoppable and just crushing them and like
1: struggling, having to, you know, kind of pull away late and and not look that
2: impressive, maybe even give up some some more yardage and offense than you'd like. So there's degrees to everything. Like you definitely want, you know, want to see starters play and
1: and and look sharp,
2: you know, that's the thing. You want to come in, show up, kind of take care of business and move on, like like play your part and then build up enough of a lead with plenty of time for other people to get their reps. Um, you know, the other thing that's interesting is it seems like they're trying to redshirt both backup quarterbacks, Ja'Kari Brown and Emory Williams. And so, this is the game where, like, probably they'll both play, right? Like, you you only get to play them in four. But it'll be interesting to see how they divide the playing time between those guys, because, like, let's hope we don't, we have Tyler Van Dyke healthy all season. But, you know, this offense isn't going to look the same without him. And obviously, it it was great to see see him back and kind of, you know, protected, right? Healthy, injury-free, he's got a good line with time to throw and you just look at it how you really see his talent show through and, you know, just makes us a really dangerous team. So, but we have to be prepared for, you know, he's had injuries in the past and football is football. So um, this is a great opportunity to see those guys get, get some, run in this new offense to see what they can do so i don't think the goal here should be to like play as many guys as possible i think that's just what ends up happening when these games get out of hand but um it should like if if our mindset is right it's a short week you know there's a lot of there's a lot of excuses available for not just coming out and dominating and taking care of business and it would just be nice if we don't have to worry about that if we see you know the team just come out and take care of business right away,
0: yeah, and I mean, I think they will it's it is an overmatched opponent I mean last year this game was seventy to thirteen, so we know how bad last year's team was, so I don't think there's really any any um you know concern here. it's more just you know what what can uh You know, it's striking that balance between making sure the backups get reps, because this is kind of their last for sure. I mean, look, there'll be probably an opportunity to get some guys into the game against Temple, hopefully. Right after that, that might be the only chance um, the rest of the season to really get significant reps for some of the backups, barring injury, and that's what you're preparing for. So I think it's striking that balance between, you know, making sure starters also get good reps, because what you don't want is... You know, if they don't get a lot of reps here, it's almost two weeks without playing. And then you get Temple on the road, which again, like that, that should be a win and, and a comfortable one. But, you know, still traveling to a game, but that's another two weeks off. Then all of a sudden you're in ACC play. So this is one of those,
1: you know, the last
0: few opportunities to really get significant game time before conference play. So it's getting that balance. You mentioned the whole red shirt thing. It is interesting. Um, Dawson implied that both the quarterbacks had four games to play. Backups, I mean, which, you know, exactly what you said implies that there would be, um that they would they would redshirt. If that's the case, I would actually expect more of uh, Emery Williams in this game. Because to me, Jakari Brown does have a role, bar, you know, even with Van Dyke healthy, Jakari Brown has a role to play in games where, you know, it gets better opponents because you can put him in uh, in packages where he can be a threat with his legs and kind of do some things that Van Dyke can, not you know, maybe you have a goal line package you want to use against Clemson or Florida State or something that, um, you know, you if he's only going to play four games, you'd want to save, save that for, um, whereas Emery Williams is kind of more of a like for like replacement in terms of style. Obviously, he's nowhere near what Van Dyke is right now, um, but so to me, this would still feel, I, I think it will be interesting like to see who, who gets the first call off the bench but i would expect it to be um to be emory williams again um other than that i guess what are you, what are you looking to see from a player playing standpoint as we kind of wrap things up here um who, who would you like to see that maybe that we haven't seen get reps or or i mean like we've been really targeting three receivers for the most part you mentioned horton had that one huge catch but but there hasn't been a lot of spread to different players there hasn't been a lot of throwing to the tight end either. What what would you like to see in this game, like just in terms of offense and defense?
2: I would definitely like to see more receivers play. Um, yeah, that room has been deep, or at least highly populated, I guess, but but maybe lacking in in real depth, despite having guys that you know we all thought would be contributors. So it'd be good. I mean, like there's freshmen, we'd like to see more, more from um, and veteran guys on at that position. So this should be a good opportunity to like see them and, you know, see what they can do. And then defensive line as well. I mean, obviously we've got, we took a couple injuries there. Um, I don't know what exactly the prognosis is for like Mesidor and Dean, but it would be nice to to see more guys play. I mean, Bane played a ton against Ann, which is just nuts. You think about this guy's a freshman; he's he's coming in playing playing in that environment like that kind of game right off the bat. Um, pretty pretty impressive. He actually, I mean, he did some damage too. He was like, yeah, he just knows what he's doing. He's getting getting pressure on the quarterback and being disruptive like he's supposed to be. But, you know, I'd like to see some of him and and some of the other young guys. I'm also just like, you know, any freshman and sophomore that we haven't seen, I'm kind of excited to see them because they're a lot of talented guys. Like last year's recruiting class was was really good. Um, and it'd just be great to, to see him. Like, this is what, the other thing that's really encouraging, we, and we talk about this after the first game, too, is like, we have all these great recruits and all these young guys, and they're not really – some are playing, but they're not all playing. And that's what you want. Like You want these guys to sit, develop, because that means the guys you have are really good and able to play ahead of these – keep these guys off the field. But – also, like when they come on, they're like physically ready, like mentally ready, and they're they're able to make real contributions. And so, it would be great to see some of those guys get reps just to see what they have to offer. Um, and I I think on the defensive side, there's there's a lot of like younger defensive backs like we haven't seen as much of both from basically from the last two recruiting classes, right? So. Um I'm just looking to see like, you know, probably be a lot of like who's number, you know, twenty seven or whatever, whatever. Like just kinda like who is that guy and like trying to figure out who you're watching at any given moment. Um uh just to put kind of numbers and bodies to all the great names you've heard. So so look hopefully like we do pull out pretty far ahead where we can see a bunch of those young guys play. Um, just even to see what kind of depth we might have later in the season and and going forward, because not you know, not all those guys are gonna end up being stars or superstars, but they could be important depth pieces going forward too.
0: Yeah, for me, like kind of the the position I'm gonna be looking at as the defensive line, as I mentioned, Mesador and Branson Dean got banged up, don't know how long they'll be out or, you know, if, when they'll return. So, you know, Ruben Bain got a lot of play, true freshman. Um, Jafari Harvey has obviously been a starter in the past. Um, Jared Harrison Hunt another starter in the past, played a lot. Um, Ahmad Moden played a lot and played well. So, we did get some kind of deputizing performances there, but um, it'll be interesting to see now, okay, the full game. I can't imagine how those two guys are going to play this week. So, um, you know, right as of now, we don't have an update on their injuries and how serious they are, but, you know, how we rotate. Okay. So if we rotate those guys, it, that's great, but we still need depth behind them. So who comes in after them? You know, we are fairly deep at those positions, although Mesador is obviously, you know, one of the better uh, defensive ends in the ACC. So if he's not able to come back anytime soon, that's a huge loss. Branson Dean's obviously someone we brought in to start, but... You know, so who are the next men up? Because we did kind of put some, fulfill- some familiar faces out there. I mentioned Harvey, Harrison, and Moten. You know, guys that have played in the past to to get through the last game. There's going to need to be more depth behind them. So, like, you know, does Thomas Gore play? Um, do some of the other freshmen get in there other than Reuben Bain? that That's what I'm looking at. Um, Nigel Lee Kelly also apparently got banged up a little bit um, against A&M. So he might not be available. He was obviously getting some reps too. So just a lot of, uh, churn on the defensive line. And, you know, we'll see if, uh, if, um, if, if, who gets in there, like, I mean, we could easily name a starting four, right. Even off of just guys that have played in the past quite a bit, but, you know, behind them, and this is a game where you rotate a lot. So be interesting to see what the packing order is there. Um, and, and that's kind of what I'm looking at. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm almost hesitant to ask for a prediction. So instead of doing that, why don't we do this? Um, what will, what will make you satisfied coming out of that game on, on Thursday?
1: Well, I can tell you, like, I don't think we're going to score, you know,
2: 70, like Mario's just not going to do that. <laughs> I I, I, I... I don't think he's, he's going to be out to. Him. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if we scored fewer points this week than we did against a and just because I think we'll, we might try to throttle it back. But, um, so I'm not really going to be looking at the score and kind of like, oh, did we do, you know, 81 to 7 the way that Oregon did a couple of weeks ago or anything like that. I think it's going to be more about, are we crisp? Um, are we you know, taking care of business, like turning regular plays into big plays, like just kind of doing all the things you'd expect, and then um all right, it's what we've just been talking about, like how many young guys did we see did and how did they look like if I'd love to see like them not just play but like jump off the screen a little like make make big plays um. And then some of those guys, like, we haven't seen at all, like, you know, there's like, all the the names that make a big splash in recruiting, and then sometimes you never hear from them again, like Cyrus Moss, Jaden Wayne, Chris Graves. Like, these are people, like, you know, fans were obsessed with trying to get to, to commit, and they've now kind of been, not languishing, I mean, Wayne just got here, but you don't hear much from them. Um, and, you know, they're whatever they were, top 100 players or, you know, something along those lines. Like, like when are we going to see them? So it'd be nice to see those guys play and hopefully, like, flash some talent um, because, yeah, they could be late, end up being late bloomers. Like, maybe they're juniors or seniors when they really contribute, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but it'd be nice to see if
1: there was, you know, a spark there at least.
0: yeah so um i did google this just to confirm but chris graves transferred to ole miss so i don't think he'll be out there um but oh. uh, <laughs> shows how up
2: to date well well yes. i mean part of that there
0: there i will like in your defense there's been so much roster turn, it's almost hard to keep up but yeah no, know um Jaden wayne's a potential the the Washington tins, you know you, you might see them play i think not there's a chance that because we talked about this earlier in, in regards to the quarterbacks but you know Every player has four games they can play and still redshirt. So if you're a fr- if you, there's some freshmen they want to get out there, this is definitely the game to do it. And to me, that is actually answering my own question a little bit. You know, the measure of success here is no starters get hurt. We're crisp execution wise. We don't come out sluggish, allowing us to get into the backups a little bit earlier and get them more significant reps. To me, that's kind of the goal on Thursday. We we'll win comfortably uh regardless um with that said you know we mentioned after bethune cookman we got nine days to prep for for temple um and then yeah we'll uh we'll be back next week to talk about the bethune cookman gaming preview temple it's going to be a it's going to be a tough week for material with but we'll get through it and uh for for everyone kind of listening want to thank you as always for downloading and uh, we'll talk to you next week and uh let's go games